Another week, another must win for the Broncos. We're going to talk about it on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Another day, but a new Todd. Todd, you're looking fresh as hell. <laughs> Thank you, man. Just uh, trying to get used to it. Taking it one day at a time, but I think, <laughs> I think sooner or later I'll, I'll be used to it. Man, it I, looks it, great. Yeah, Thank you, man. it does. Thank eight you. years. Eight years. Yep. Just like no, Broncos need some new juju after uh, last week. You're giving it to them. I'm doing everything I can to help. So <laughs> I was gonna say I think we've needed that for almost all eight years. <laughs> <laughs> now we've got it for this playoff push. Ryan, big day for you as well. Yeah, I was gonna say we just, you guys just want to talk about the Buffs getting the future number one drafted tackle or. What, are we, what else would we talk about? How big is this guy? Um, six six three twenty. That'll mm. do. Yeah, he's insane. He's truly insane. Andre said the other day that you can count on less than two hands the amount of draft eligible offensive linemen that possess his combination of length and strength. Dang, and, that and is he's, it. 18 years old. <laughs> yep. That is impressive. Wow. Um, and the Broncos could use him this weekend. Yeah. Because Khalil Mack <laughs> leads the league in sacks. So I want to start there. Dive into this game right away. Who's the number one person you're most concerned of on this Chargers team, Todd? Uh, Khalil Mack. I think, that's, I think that's it. I think everybody on the offensive side of the ball, Keelan Allen's having an okay year. Austin Eckler is not himself i think they're struggling just herbert is struggling um but the only person not struggling on the entire team is khalil mack um he's been a menace out there for plenty games uh, three games with two sacks i think he's going to be a problem for us i think last week we didn't do well against our edge rushers and our old tackles are going to have a lot on their plate this week and they need to be able to step into the challenge mm, brian do you agree no, I would say the person who scares me the most is Austin Eckler. Mm. Um, because he brings a, a thing to the game that the Broncos haven't had to deal with a lot, which is, you know, an elite pass catcher out of the backfield. Uh, and that can cause a lot of issues for you defensively. And you can make things really hard on Justin Herbert. And Austin Eckler can turn right around and make them easy on him. Um, so... You know, they're going to need great tackling out in space. Um, and I don't know, for whatever reason, I just feel like that's kind of what the Chargers fall back on. And I don't know if the Broncos have quite even had to show they can defend that. Really, hate to bring this up, but since the Dolphins game, having to really defend, uh, you know, running backs doing different things coming out of the backfield. What do you think of Brandon Staley? I think he's terrible. Dang. Well... <laughs> I thought that was going to be your answer. And Ryan, Brandon Staley might be helping you and the way you feel about Austin Eckler because he, I think it was yesterday, put a very interesting quote out there. He said that they're looking into shaking up their running back room mm -hmm. and maybe changing who their main running back is. So maybe you don't have to worry about Austin Eckler, Ryan. Well, and, um, to be fair, I'm not that worried about him in the run game. Hmm. And, coming out of the backfield yeah exactly and maybe their thought is that they want to actually run the ball between the tackles more mm -hmm. and more effectively um i don't know how um is it C isaiah spiller who is it cj spiller it is now joshua <laughs> kelly okay what about what happened to spiller i don't know don't know he's definitely <laughs> gotta be on the team maybe he's hurt um anyways uh maybe they feel like he, Kelly gives them a better chance to succeed in that part of the game. Uh, that being said, I just, I, I'm always going to be a little bit worried about Eckler coming out. Yeah. And so far this year, you know, who, uh, who has more than 10 carries on their team, who leads the team in yards per attempt. As far as running the ball. Yep. Justin Herbert. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I've been with Zach for too long. I know how he said that. <laughs> um, right now, Austin Eckler, over the season, over 100 carries, averaging three and a half yards per carry. That's not getting it done on the ground. Uh, Joshua Kelly averaging four yards per carry. Isaiah Spiller, only 12 carries on the year, averaging 2.3 yards on the team. per carry. Yeah. Yep, you were right. You're spot on. And there's a reason he's not getting the ball, only 2.3 yards per carry um and then justin herbert averaging 4.4 yards per carry so they do need to do something different um but what's crazy is at the beginning of the season this would have been hands down justin herbert for mm -hmm. me just because of how 
he is just a guy that can throw for 5,000 yards and 35 touchdowns on the season. He has the most yards through three years of an NFL career of any quarterback ever. So he's a guy who should scare the hell out of you, and he just hasn't been that quarterback this year. So Todd actually has, though. He's been the same guy he's always been. Not really. Yeah. What I he's mean, taking though, a step back. I just he think has. people are have woken up to the fact that his stats are empty. He's twenty touchdowns and six interceptions right now, over three thousand yards. Like he's still putting up the numbers. Sure. Um, he just makes really untimely bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't play on time as much as you would like him to, and you know. He throws a ball that's just really easy for Quentin Johnson to drop. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Quentin Johnson. He's had a tough couple of weeks, that's for sure. But you know what? He's their second receiver right now on the yeah. team. Keenan Allen has over 1,100 receiving yards. In terms of receivers, the next healthy guy is Quentin Johnson. Mm-hmm. He has 247 receiving yards on the season. That is insane. The drop-off. That's why Justin Herbert going through his progressions. It's Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen. Austin Eckler. Yeah. And that's really it. That's why. So when it comes to who are you concerned about on their offensive side, Ryan, you're right. If, and I think you just put Pat on Keenan Allen all game. Yep. Don't complicate it. Don't let Fabian Moreau be on him more than a couple of snaps a game. And I like I like Moreau. I like what he's done. But Pat's your number one by far. That's why I used a top 10 pick on him. Make it as easy as that. Yep. And then maybe even give him some Justin Simmons help over top. And then when it comes to the run, or when it comes to Austin Eckler, do whatever you have to. And so, Todd, when it's do whatever you have to to shut down a running back like him coming out of the backfield, what does that look like? You know, I think you play a lot of man-to-man because you want Pat in man-to-man versus, versus um, Keenan Allen. Allen. Yeah. Um, and that way he locks him down. And then the same thing is true for the running backs. Uh, you play like holes, so it's basically man-to-man, but you have two-on-one with the linebackers. Okay. And I think... Those are the only two options is Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen. So you got two guys on Austin Eckler. You got the best corner in the game on Keenan Allen. I think that's a great matchup. And I think would be successful because, like you said, they're not running the ball well. I mean, last week he had uh, 14 attempts for 18 yards, like averaging 1.3. Like, we're not worried about running the ball. Just as well, as long as we, you know, protect the passing game, I think we'll be solid. And in that whole coverage, you're essentially giving one of the linebackers, like, a free reign, right, mm-hmm. of, of the middle and just saying, like, hey, make sure – if this is a Texas route or whatever, like you're closing down on the running back. Whereas if he doesn't come out, then you're going on to a tight end or something like that. Exactly. Exactly. So the other, the other linebacker, no matter what has, is going to have outside leverage on Austin Eckler. So he has everything outside, anything coming back in, you have the other linebacker Mm -hmm. to help you. So you really can bracket every route. I have to imagine as a linebacker, you like that? Love it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Because it's like, as long as you stay uh, to your leverage, like you can't be wrong. Right. Well, right. if you remember, like when Chris Harris used to kind of talk about playing the slot and why it was so hard, he would say, you know, the receiver can go in or out. Yeah. And I have to be able to cover both of those. Then you're asking linebackers to do the same thing mm-hmm. on a guy like Austin Eckler right. or worse, Christian McCaffrey. Right. And you realize how why, you know, Christian McCaffrey can put up crazy numbers or Austin Eckler, even in the receiving game, you know, has put up crazy numbers. It's just a lot to ask of those guys. Yeah, it's not, it's not really fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you guys also have to cover the run, so you're built a little different, yep. where especially an Austin Eckler type is more built for the passing game. Um, now, one of the things, and, and I'm happy you brought Chris Harris up and his versatility going inside and outside, one of the things that Sean Payton pointed to that makes Keenan Allen so difficult, and one of the things they do with him, is they use him all over the field. Not mm-hmm. just outside on the left and right side, but they also use him inside in the slot Maybe I'm just making it too simple, but I feel like Pat can do that, and mm-hmm. Pat can follow him everywhere. But do you think there's going to be any hesitation because you've been in countless, hundreds, thousands of defensive meetings where they'll say, no, we're just going to keep Pat on him on the outside, and then when Keenan's on the inside, it's going to, going to be Jaquan. Yeah, because it is kind of a different technique and a different uh, approach to the game. Um, just like Pat reads it, he loves the right side that he always plays. Like now you have to be more square. You have to be ready for, you know, every route in, out. They run a lot of different slants, Run they run goals. It's a, it's a lot of different concepts from the slot receiver. So you got to be able to adjust to it. And then that puts him in the run game a little bit more. Right. So we have to see how much, you know, Vance Joseph loves Pat playing on the edge, playing on the outside, being able to come up and stuff the run. 
you know, for your number one corner and the best player in the team, you don't want him in the run game as much. Yep. You don't mind maybe like one or two tackles a game, but it's a different dynamic being there in the slot. And also, Pat, his uh, his knee's fine. He got the MRI earlier this week. His knee's fine. But he was a limited participant in practice. And I would just assume that if you're not 100%, you'd like to be out of the run game a little more mm-hmm. than usual. So that could come into a little bit. But, man, if... I would like Pat lined up on Keenan as much as possible. It's going to be really frustrating when he's not on it. He gets <laughs> yeah. a first down on third and six. <laughs> yeah. um, really quick, just on Justin Herbert. I thought when I said, like, statistically he's been the same, um, that someone was going to be able to point to some other stat, and maybe there's, like, some EPA per play or something that I'm missing <laughs> here that I'm not going to take the time to look up on Justin Herbert. But I even went to look at QBR, which is a lot of people's like, well, look at this. He might be putting up the numbers. But yeah. He's fifth in the league in QBR. Yeah. So, like, I really do think there's a lot of it is he's finally at the point of his career where people aren't being aren't willing to praise him just on numbers. And they're like, okay, well, when are the results going to come? And this is this happens to everyone. You know, like um, you go through any of the quarterbacks who blow up when they're young. It'll it'll happen for CJ Stroud if they don't win anything significant in his first couple of years. It'll start to be like, well, why are these stats so empty? And it's not always the quarterback's fault. And in this case, I don't necessarily think it's Justin Herbert's fault, but I do think he got overhyped early in his career because he's able to put up stats, but those stats have always been empty. Yeah, no, there, there's no doubt about that, um, but he is able to move the ball in an instant. I mean, that Lions-Chargers game four weeks ago, 79 total points scored. Yeah. And then or since then, week. I was going to say, <laughs> since then, it was the week after, I think it was like 47 points. The week after, it was 42 points collectively in their games. And yep. then last week, it was six total points. Um, but I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to agree with Todd on this one, as crazy as it is. I'm going Khalil Mack. He's the one that scares me the most because of what we saw the past two weeks from this Broncos offensive line and pass protection two weeks ago. They were incredible. They went up against the most dangerous pass rusher at the time, Miles Garrett, and made him not the most dangerous pass rusher in the NFL anymore. And in that exact same time, Cleo Mack became the most dangerous pass rusher in the NFL. So if they were playing the Chargers this week after what they just did to Miles Garrett, Mm -hmm. I'd be like, I'm still worried about Cleo Mack, but I saw what they did against an elite pass rusher. But then I saw Will Anderson yeah. and uh, a guy I can't even remember the name of on the other side of the Texans defensive line just destroy the Broncos pass rush. And it doesn't help that there's a history of Khalil Mack doing very bad things to the Broncos. Michael Schofield <laughs> won't be out there this week. Don't worry. That's, that's good. Um, <laughs> but then also, not only does Khalil Mack lead the NFL in sacks at 15 right now, He's on pace for over 21 sacks. He's on pace to uh, um, pretty much push the record of NFL sacks in the season. But Ryan, he's on the Chargers. And because Justin Herbert uh, isn't guiding them to a winning record, people just aren't paying attention to what Khalil Mack's doing. And while Khalil Mack did have a six-sack game earlier in the season, which is insane, over the past five games, he has eight sacks. Yep. He has four two-sack games in the past eight games. In the past three games, he has two sacks in every single game. Mm-hmm. So he's a guy that's hot, and I am worried about where this Broncos offensive line is. And if I am Sean Payton, I'm making this very simple. Don't let Khalil Mack beat me. Yeah. If it's Chris Manhurts every single time that Khalil Mack's on the field, he's on that side. If it's a lot of Samaj AP run, I have to imagine in this game, I'm okay with Jaleel not getting as many touches and not as many opportunities if it's to protect Russell Wilson from Khalil Mack. This is one of those things, though, where I don't know if you can, but you would love to be able to trust Russ to escape sometimes. Um, You're not going to be able to chip Khalil Mack on every play. Like, you just can't. Yeah. Um, So it's like you want to have some plays where you're like, okay, look, Russ, we're going five wide. We're putting, you know, either whoever it is, whatever tackle, on an island with Khalil Mack, we need you to be hyper aware of what's going on over there. And just, like, if he gets around the edge, step up and and step into that pocket. If he comes inside, break outside and buy some time because we know we're going to be able to win having five guys out there. And, like, you used to be able to do that with Russ. Like, that was, you know, one of Russ's magic tricks was just like, okay, well, you you might be able to win uh, as a pass rusher, but he's going to be able to dodge the first man. And I don't know if that's something you can still build into the game plan, but it'd be really nice if you could. Yeah. Would be. I feel like we need like 
one really good chip to slow him down. Like mm. uh, I've, I've seen clips over the years and even this year of like uh, running backs or tight ends chipping a, a outside linebacker and like completely decleating them. I mean, yeah. it happened to Miles Garrett yeah. just a few weeks ago. Like we need just one of those to start the game so that he's just a little bit slower, yeah. a little bit more timid coming off the ball. Is that like Cortland coming in on a crack? Yeah, I don't care who it is. But <laughs> yeah. somebody needs to just level him so that he can just kind of slow down a little bit. A little Jordan like Humphrey I think I've shoulder. told this story before. That's what my dad used to always tell me before a game. It's like first play. Yeah. Don't even worry about where the play is going. Just yeah. try and inflict your will on the guy <laughs> yeah. in front of you. Set the tone, baby. Yeah, exactly. yeah, if that's... someone would have done that to me, I would have been like, "Yep, I'm done." <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> um, and you want it? You can catch this game over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And tonight, talk about an awful prime time game. We have the Steelers playing the Patriots. Two good defenses. Two really good defenses against two awful offenses who have backup quarterbacks and they're awful before their backup quarterbacks play and now you throw backup quarterbacks in you get the lowest over under in the entire nfl since 1993 DraftKings wasn't even around when this <laughs> uh, there was a lower under than this have i told you guys what it is do you know what it is no can you guys guess what the lowest over under in the nfl is since 1993 23 and a half. Okay, so we recently had the lowest college over under. Which ever. was 20 something, right? Yeah, it was Iowa 20. It, I think it was, um, I think Iowa set the record and then broke their own record. In the same <laughs> Probably. Year. I think it was originally 28 and a half that we had never seen. Then it went down to 25 and a half that yeah. we had never seen. Um, so I am going to say this one is 30 and a half. You're so close. You're oh. half a point off. 30. 30. 30 points is the over-under. And, Todd, I might still take the under on your 23 and a half. <laughs> I think this under is still going to hit. It's going to be an awful game. But if you want to get in on it, you can check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And, actually, we're going to hit some props on this game over at DraftKings Sportsbook. So if you like how it sounds, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, and you can get in on these props. I have a great DraftKings story to share really quick. Ooh. So last night I went to the uh, Coach Prime Season 2 premiere mm. up in Boulder. Gold um, carpet? Yeah, the gold carpet was mm. out. It was fun. Um Make sure you watch. You might see your boy. There you go. Um, I thought I heard your voice on the promo. Is yep, that you? That was me. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Uh, I'm all, my voice is in the intro twice, so yep. you'll, you'll hear me Ooh. on every episode. Um, Asking questions to Prime? No. Like, I got interviewed for the doc. Oh, yeah. no way. Yeah, Damn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that'll be cool. Um, so I was at that, and I wasn't able to watch the Nuggets game. But I just every time Nicole Jokic is playing, I bet on him to get a triple-double. Yep. Uh, so I go home, didn't see any of the game. I get the uh, notification on my phone that they lost, and it didn't even share Nicole Jokic's stats. Mm. It was like Jamal Murray, 23 points, six rebounds, like Nuggets lose. I was like, damn. I open up Twitter, and the first tweet I saw is like, this is Nicole Jokic's worst game in the last three years. Like, <laughs> well, I was like, oh, I definitely did not win that bet. Yeah. Never even checked it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Woke up this morning, went on DraftKings, and just like peruse around. I won the bet. <laughs> he certainly Jokic's did. Just worst game in three years. He still had a triple-double. A 20-point triple-double, too, yeah. and 15 rebounds. That is just insane. Shows how good he is. And if you want to get in on these bets, use the code DNVR when you sign up to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you place a $5 bet. So, again, if you like anything this weekend, make sure to go to DraftKings. Use the code DNVR. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources a shout out to our friends over at factor meal kits um i love factor meal, meal kits and the reason why is i hate meal prep i'm up <laughs> talking to one of my friends at the gym and like literally love working out love the pump love listening to music hate meal prep so <laughs> factor meal kits gets the meal prep out of the way and the great thing about them is you know there is great for the holidays as well if you're too busy with the holiday plans to cook but you want to make sure you are eating well with factor skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping prepping and cleaning up while still getting fat, flavor and nutritious quality you need, Factor Fresh Never Frozen Meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat up and enjoy. I don't know about you, but that's perfect for me, uh, especially after the gym. 
um, in between here and the gym. Like, it's always good to throw in some Factor Meals, get a good, nutritious meal, and not have to worry about it. So head to factormeals.com slash Broncos 50 and you get 50% off your first purchase. Before Factor Meals, my version of meal prep was just putting DoorDash on the first page of my app. <laughs> <laughs> and now you have to do is open the fridge. Yep, exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, let's continue to break down this game, and I want to throw some props your guys' way and see how you think this game is going to unfold. And let's start with this overrated Justin Herbert. <laughs> 255 passing yards for him. 255 and a half yards. Does he hit that, Todd? Uh... Dang, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say under. Under. Wait, so what's the question? Does he does he have under. over or under 255 passing? Yards? Herbert. Yep. On Sunday. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said we were doing over unders for Thursday night football, so uh, I got really confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, over. Over. Um, I'm gonna go under here. The thing that scares me is I think the Chargers are gonna be behind at yep. some point in this game, and the Chargers just completely abandon the run when they're given any opportunity. And that could lead to some some overs here. But, man, Justin Herbert, I mean, they tried to give him all the weapons in the world. Yep. And without Mike Williams, it's just made him a one-man show. So then that leads me to the next question of that one-man show. The over-under for Keenan Allen. What would you set it at? Mm, 52 and a half. Oh, you're going to like was, this one. I was going to say 60 yards. 85 80. and a half yards for Keenan Allen. Here's the thing. <laughs> this is PS2's week to get picks. Oh, um, that's a good point. Because Justin Herbert does not look anywhere else. <laughs> nope. Mm -hmm. So I guess this is going to probably be a game planning decision, whether they're just going to tell Pat, like, look, you can allow him to catch five yard comebacks and slants. Yep. Just don't let him get the big chunks because essentially that's their offense. Yep. Um, or you can tell Pat, all they do is throw comebacks and slants to Keenan Allen. Go ahead and try and jump one. Right. Um, but to me, it's something you kind of have to decide before the game. If are you going to let them kind of matriculate a little bit and take away the big play, which is a lot of NFL defense in today's game. Or are you going to say, like, try and let's try and take Keenan Allen away entirely? I say Pack go get the picks. Yeah. Me too. But I say shut him down because the thing about it is he's going to need, if the, he wants to get that many yards, he's going to need at least like eight catches on Pat. And I don't think that's happening. I think last week he was, or two weeks ago, Herbert was like 14 of 15 targeting Keenan Allen. It was yep. insane. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of insane, the numbers that he has in three of the past four games. Keenan Allen, I'll go by targets, 14 targets, 16 targets, 16 targets, and last week, nine targets. In terms of catches in the past four weeks, 11 targets, 10, or 11 catches, 10 catches, 14 catches, yeah. then last week, five catches. Uh, four weeks ago, in terms of receiving yards, 175 receiving yards, yeah. 116 receiving yards, 106 receiving yards, and then 58 receiving yards. So you look at those and you're like, oh my God, that's all they're going to do is throw to him. He's going to hit that over. But those are the only three games he's hit that over in the past nine. Who, what, what did the Patriots do? Um, the, <laughs> well, Bill Belichick is famous for like just taking one player out. Like, yep. Your best player is not going to beat us. Yep. You, you, they beat him by six points, but it wasn't Keenan Allen. There's a great it wasn't. Uh, clip of him talking to Chad Ochocinco. Yeah. Where he's like, uh, you might as well just take the pads off. You're not getting <laughs> shit today. And Ojo's like, what? Come on. Like, just let me play a little bit. He's like, nope. And that's what Bill did this past week because in the three games leading up to the Patriots game, Keaton Allen was averaging 15 targets, 12 catches, and 140 yards. Mm. Bill held him to five catches for 58 yards. Yep, that's yep, what that's, we need. That has taken him away. And if Bill in Belichick that? can do that, Pat Sertan... He can do that. Yes. Well, again, I haven't watched the film, um, but I would guess that that's they just bracketed him. And if you're yes. going to do that, you don't need Pat to do it. But why not have Pat do it? <laughs> I mean, because you'd like to bracket, you'd Quentin like Johnson to bracket Keenan Allen and then it? just put Pat on the other <laughs> side. Say, well, you're not going there and you're also not going here. Yeah. 
Only thing I'm thinking about is that last game, even against the Texans, we played a lot of zone. We weren't in very much. Yeah, man. I know. It's true. And so there were holes in our secondary. And if we're playing zone, if Keenan Allen runs out of Pat's zone, then it's on to the next man. And I, I realized that the Texans only ended up scoring, what, 22 points? Yep. Yeah. It didn't feel good, though. Like, no, I no. hated that Stroud's buying time and finding those holes in the zone. Like, yep. Uh, I would prefer to not do that again. <laughs> and it's because it was disastrous in the first half. They held him to 13 points, but 259 yards of offense is what the Texans had in the first half. You hear him still trying to get disastrous in <laughs> yes, there, guys. Yes, yeah. He won't give it up. He's not giving up that it was disastrous. <laughs> but, hey, hey, hey. I was hoping that this went over your head. Uh, you're always there to catch me. <laughs> I got you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, okay, let's, let's move on to some Broncos ones. Let's do it. Cortland Sutton, over under 58 and a half receiving yards. Over. Over. Yeah. This Chargers. They're trash. Secondary. I mean, in the first half of last week's game, guys were running free against mm -hmm. the Broncos defense left and right. That's like watching Chargers week in and week out in the first and the second half. Got all that Cortland could get that in one catch this yep, week. I think so. I hate watching football as a defensive player and see a guy running Scott Free because I'm like, whose man is that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> who's supposed to be on this guy? <laughs> That's what I say when Zach says things like force it down your throat. Whose <laughs> <laughs> man is that? <laughs> oh, man, you were uh, waiting on that one. <laughs> Ryan, you taking the over as well? Um, Yeah, I mean, I think they've finally figured out the Sutton rule all these years later. Just throw it up for him. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's certainly what the game plan's been. In fact, first two plays, that's what it was this past week. Um, and uh, a lot of people are killing Russ for saying you only have eyes for number 14. If you think that, that's on steroids for what Justin Herbert does with it with uh, Keenan Allen. Yeah. Um, but I do think that there's no doubt Cortland Sutton has some sort of trust factor um, or something with Russ because it's impressive just how much Russ trusts him. Jerry you, Judy. If you remember it. the first four weeks of last year, too, we were saying like Cortland's the only person Russ trusts. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then that trust kind of fell apart. It feels like now we're back to it. Um, and you're about to segue to Jerry Judy. The, yep. the unfortunate thing is, like, for whatever reason, I don't think Russ trusts him at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the one main reason would be because obviously Jerry's had trouble with drops in his career. Feels like it hasn't been as big of a deal over yeah. the last couple of years. But the question is, is it happening in practice? And that's where, you know, that's where trust is really built between a quarterback and a wide receiver. So interesting. Yesterday we talked to Russ on the podium and he was asked about Jerry Judy and being wide open and how he deals with when Jerry's frustrated from knocking the ball, especially when he's wide open. And Russ went the Russ route of just complimenting Jerry. He said he's uh, uh, he has an unbelievable ability to get wide open, which, of course, made fans just lose their mind because it's like, why don't you throw to him? And then he was pressed specifically on the fourth and one. And, and Russ immediately defended it with saying, um, well, they were in cover, too, so could, pretty much couldn't go there. And uh, Russ was very defensive over that. Mm -hmm. um, and then another thing Russ was very defensive over, he was asked about the communication on offense because Sean Payton went out of his way on yep. Monday to say how the communication on offense um, is really bad and how at this point of the season, it's very troubling. Those were the words that Sean Payton used. Yesterday, I asked Russ about the communication. He said, it's fine. And I think there's a big disconnect there yes. um, yeah. between Sean and Russ. And I think we're it, if the Broncos win, it's going to keep that below uh, a bubble. Mm -hmm. It's just going to simmer below the surface. If they start losing even yeah. more, we're just going to see this turn into a, a, a full uh, boil. And it's going to be very interesting to see how it pans out. But one of the guys, in order to win, it's going to have to. You're going to have to get Jerry Judy involved. Yeah. So 48 and a half receiving yards, Todd. Uh. I'm going to say under. I think there's there's some kind of like personality beef there. I think, I don't know if Jerry said something to him one time about not getting the ball and Russ didn't <laughs> like it. Or Jerry tried to walk into his office last year and he was like, get out of here. You're not supposed to go, go back down with the players. Like, you're not supposed to be here. Uh, but there's something People are going to take that shit and run with it. <laughs> but I don't. I'm I don't, flipping it for that. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. But I don't know, man. But it, it just feels like he, it's like, feels like almost on purpose. And I hope it ends this week, but I don't know, man. It's it's you it's unique. Remember when Melvin Gordon like complained about not getting the ball and then Nathaniel Hagel was like, I'm gonna get him the ball. Yeah, yeah. We were yeah. all like, What? I think <laughs> yeah. that might actually happen this week. Mm. Like 
Russ is going to be like, all right, you want to see what happens if I target Jerry? Here you go. And it might end up working out great. Um, the thing that's so crazy about this, and I, you know, I don't care about the fourth down one uh, because they got the first down. Like, Russ actually waited, I think, almost as long as he absolutely could. And he really needed to wait, like, one-tenth of a second more yeah. um, before he would have seen that that was wide open. But he waited and waited and waited. Javante gets that great cut block over there, and, and the guy's going to get back up. And he just says, like, I have to take this. That was the right play. The one that kills me is second down uh, in the red zone on the last drive of the game right. where Jerry does the little uh, outside in shake and bake wide open five feet in front of your face. That one hurts me. And it it's perplexing to me because that's why I was so excited when the Broncos drafted Jerry Judy, mm-hmm. that exact route. Like that's what I was playing in my head because it's so hard to get open in the red zone. And we've seen like guys like Cooper cup, uh, Adam Thielen, uh, Tank Dell, even this year, you know, you can go down the list. Like when you score touchdowns as a wide receiver in the red zone, it's because you just cook whoever's guarding you. Yep. And Jerry Judy's like elite at just cooking someone. And I don't understand why in the entire Jerry Judy era in Denver, we haven't seen that be like the primary read and it work once. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I can't wrap my head around that. So like, I would love if the if Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy, all got together this week and were like, okay, when we get first to goal from the five, we're going to isolate you and just let you cook. And Russ, stay with him. Like, I'm begging for this. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm trying to speak it into existence. I'll take the over. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> I'll try to take the over on Jerry this week. Well, the past eight weeks, Jerry's hit that literally every other week. Okay. And... Uh, what did he do last week? Last week, he did hit it, crazy enough. Three catches for 51 yards. It could have been, uh, what, uh, five catches for 150 yards if Russ finds him on two of those plays um, for two touchdowns as well. But this week, it says he's probably not going to hit it if uh, he continues to follow that trend. You know something I'm perplexed on? How neither of you are on a golf course today. It's 60 degrees in December. I wore my big jacket. Didn't even check the weather. <laughs> and then sweating Literally, in the car. I was in the elevator and I was like, I'm surprised you wore that. It's supposed to be 65 today. I was like, what? <laughs> I know. I stopped checking the weather as well. And I'm mm-hmm. wearing a little thicker uh, of a shirt. But if you want to get out on the golf course, make sure to check out Golf Passport over at Colorado Avid Golfer. Dot com to get your golf passport. What the golf passport is, is it's Colorado's number one golf discount program for 22 straight years. You get 60% off golf across the state, including the Ridge, our favorite common ground, Keystone, and more. You get a free golf cart every single time when you use a golf passport. And there's other discounts at the PGA Tour Superstore, Golf Tech, and numerous indoor simulator facilities. So unless you're John Rom. And did you see the news that just came out on him? Yeah, I don't understand. Leaving for, uh, but not really leaving. So this now is this what puts I don't like understand. the merger. I think it means it puts the merger of PGA and Live uh-huh. up question? in question. Yeah. But do you see the deal that he just signed? Half a billy. Yep, for three years. <laughs> How about that? Dang. So unless you're John Rom, getting a discount on golf is a good idea. So sure. check out coloradoavidgolfer.com. Prices increase on January 1st, so you have about four weeks to get on it. Check out them. Check it out over at coloradoavidgolfer.com. Also, a shout out to Primo Hoagies. Um, <laughs> I was out in Philly this week, and mm, I pre- can tell with the accent. Oh yeah. Previously, uh, when I went out to Philly, you know, I had to basically eat a cheesesteak for every meal because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to get this when I go back to Colorado. <laughs> uh, so I need to savor it while I'm here. But then. Primo Hoagies came along mm. and really uh, solved that problem for me. Whether you want Philly cheesesteak, what was the was a roast pork that uh, James hooked you up yep, with? Yep, with uh, broccoli, broccoli rob. Broccoli rob. Yep. Yep. Uh, whether it's that, they have a great Italian. They've got a bunch of great sandwiches on that vintage Hoagie roll. <laughs> so uh, get over to our friends over at Primo Hoagies and uh, try out their delicious, delicious sandwiches. And actually, one more thing about uh, the golf passport. Use code DNVR10, and that's going to get you even more of a discount. So check all of those out. And let's check out the games in the AFC West. And before we do, you hear, do we have our AFC West standings? Because Henry 
picked up a game on us last week. He was the he only one the, to the see Packers. the Chiefs go down. Don't mm. worry, he's still bottom of the uh, the standings for us. Ryan, you're still up top, and we'll get let's to go. those exact standings in just a minute. But first, let's get to the rest of the AFC West and pick these games. The Chiefs uh, are playing a big one against the Bills this week, but let's get to a worse game first, and let's talk about the Raiders taking on... Uh, um, who are the Raiders? Ta- they're taking the on the Vikings. Vikings in Las Vegas, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the Raiders are three point dogs. Oh, and there's the Vikings are sticking with Josh Dobbs. Mm-hmm. You see Josh Dobbs and the Vikings beating the Raiders and totally knocking them out of the playoffs. I'm not, I don't think the Raiders, I think they've used all their, uh, good juju from yep. the new coaching staff. Yep. Uh, so I think they're finished now. I hope the coach comes back next year. I have faith in him. Um, faith not, in him in a good way or a bad way? A Raiders uh, way or a Broncos way? A linebacker's way. In a linebacker's <laughs> way. Yeah, I would say that for sure. Uh, but I don't think they have enough juice to uh, to beat the Vikings. I want Antonio Pierce to come to Boulder because uh, he like almost got busted for cheating at ASU and... I like that about him. <laughs> <laughs> like recruiting? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I think he actually did, but kind of just like slipped out the back door. Type of thing. <laughs> it's smart. It, it like clearly works for him. Yeah, exactly. He pulled a Pete Carroll like right as the sanctions yeah. come in. Like, yeah. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> it's He's like, oh, this house is on fire? That's weird. I just happened to just leave. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not cheating, you're not trying, uh, as my mom always said growing up. Um, and so here's our, here's our uh, AFC West picks. Ryan, you're in first, 29 and 13. Damn. Your boys I'm in good. second, 27 and 15. Todd, uh, you're one fourth. game behind Alexis at 26 yeah. and 16. You're 25 and 17. You can't let Henry get you. No. That's the only thing, Todd. The fact that we're all it. over 500 is actually pretty remarkable. Yeah. Even picking straight up, I realize that it's a lot easier than picking up against the spread, but the NFL is really unpredictable. For yeah. five people to all be over 500 is actually pretty impressive. Especially when, like, the only as the standings would show the only more gimme game this year picking straight up has been the chiefs every other team within one game of 500 or 500 so really any game can go any way and that's why i'm actually i'm picking the home team i would pick the vikings if if this were in minnesota but since it's in las vegas i'll go the 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 raiders in this one and i think i'm gonna pick up a game on you guys in this nice yes i am officially picking um the vikings yep that's what i thought vikings have also lost their juice though sucks yeah they have mm-hmm. alexis is picking the vikings and henry is also picking the vikings i hope you guys are right um because if the raiders loses they're five and seven right now let's be real their season's pretty much over yeah but if you still have a chance to get to 10 and 7 then your season's still alive if they lose this then there's no chance to get to set to set 10 and 7 and their playoff hopes are done so i hope you guys are right on this one the next game going on at the same time as broncos chargers is bills chiefs and this should be a prime time game but for whatever reason it's not the bills start as a three-point dog it's going both into these Kansas teams are City. mid mm-hmm. it, exactly it's true <laughs> um literally the bills are six and six yep. playing this game they started as a three-point dog now they're only a one and a half point dog. So the public is saying, man, the Bills are mid with their record, and they're going to beat the Chiefs. Do you see that happening? No. No, I don't. Um, I both of these teams are this. incredibly flawed, uh-huh. uh, more than they have been in years. And sort of like you were just saying, I would have just gone with whatever the home team is here. Mm. Um Eventually, I think the Chiefs are going to figure out that they should be going down the field before they have to. Like, have you noticed that at the end of every one of these games, somehow MVS is wide open <laughs> down the field, yeah. mm-hmm. but never at any other point in the game are they yeah. even looking there? Yeah. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to get back to the vertical passing attack soon. Hope they don't. But uh, I think that'll be big for them. I think they do that, do hit a couple in this game, and that's the difference. It's a good – and isn't that what MBS is only good at? I mean, besides, like, dropping those, but, like, <laughs> he is a deep threat. That's why they got him. I yeah. Mean, he, you know, he was essentially the deep threat to replace Tyreek Hill, which sounds silly. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but they did need someone who could run really fast straight. Uh, and that's what he does well. Do you see Tyreek Hill just continuously, yeah, like after crazy. every single Chiefs loss, he's on Twitter, uh, pretty much trolling him and with a subtle emoji? I thought he was like 
defending them the other night. Oh, with the PI? Yeah. Like lack of PI? Yeah, that's what I thought. Huh. Did the Bronco or did the I guess did the Broncos luck out with that PI call? Lack of PI call. No, they've that was like a, just a slight balance from the universe. We're not even close <laughs> to getting back to even on the Chiefs. They have been helped way too many times. That was just like one notch back to the center. It's true. Todd, do the Chiefs lose? No, I feel like the uh, the Chiefs are Josh Allen's kryptonite. Mm. And for the time being, I think Patrick Mahomes occupies a piece of his mind. And he wants to beat them. Um, but the way their season is going now, this doesn't feel like the year that he takes the next step and overcomes his losing streak or losses to the Chiefs. So I think they'll have mental reign over him for at least one more year. So now the big and, and if I was a, I, I agree with you guys. I think the Chiefs will win. If I was a Bills fan though right now, or hosting a Bills podcast, I would be saying like, if Josh Allen can beat Patrick Mahomes, like that can be the like palate cleanser that this season needs. Yeah. needs. Just like the Broncos. Yep. When they were sitting at what two and five after coming off a win against the Packers, that win, as we all said, changed nothing. Mm -hmm. But then beating the Bills or beating the Chiefs, I don't care that the Broncos were then three and five. That changed everything mm -hmm. for them. So especially if they do it in Arrowhead. I agree with you. Um, Alexis also agrees with you that the Chiefs are going to win. And this is, uh, I guess Henry's trying to chase here because he's going with the Bills on the road here. And here's the question about Picking this against game. the Chiefs two weeks in a row is the only one. Hopefully it works <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, mm -hmm. I hope so. Well, that's the question. Do you hope it works? Who should the Broncos uh. be cheering for here? Because I honestly don't know. And I don't think there's a right or a wrong answer mm -hmm. so why we ask the question is right now broncos are two games back of the chiefs only two games back with five games to go chiefs gonna have to go two and three down the stretch broncos five and oh for the broncos to officially jump them broncos the Bron have tiebreakers over them though yeah yeah so the broncos could go four and one which is definitely a possibility mm -hmm. but the chiefs have to go two and three and todd as we've talked about they have to lose this game yep if there's any shot of the Broncos catching the Chiefs. So that's why you would absolutely be rooting for the Bills. But then on the flip side, the Broncos are sitting with the Bills at six and six right now for there's like seven teams, either six and six or seven and five mm -hmm. for three wild card spots. So so many teams right there. Do you just want the Chiefs to win, kind of say bye to the division if you're the Broncos, and say just help eliminate a team in this wild card race? Uh... I normally wouldn't support this, but they go Bills, Patriots, Raiders, Bengals, Chargers. They are not losing three of those games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. no chance in hell that they're losing three of those games. Uh, you'd be lucky if they lost one of the last four uh, based off of just the <laughs> matchups. Yeah. Uh, so here's how, how you do it. You still emotionally root for the Chiefs to lose because trying to tell yourself to do anything else is just not going to work. Of course. But you place a bet on the Chiefs to win, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. you get a win-win situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like we talked about earlier in the week and you just broke down there, that's the right thing. You don't have to be rooting for the Chiefs to win. Root for the Bills to lose mm -hmm. because what also, that's something we talked about earlier in the week, Todd, is of all of these teams that are 6-6 six and six or 7-5, and five, the one that could absolutely make a run is the bills yep. when you have josh allen you yeah. have those weapons they've been a top team in the afc for many years now so let's just eliminate those guys and not have to worry about them i'm good with that yeah i'm cool with that one team. less team to worry about one less team to worry about i also about. feel like henry has to choose against the chiefs every week because he's branded as a chiefs lover yeah so i feel like he's doing this to gain back the trust of the people it's working well, at least on me. And let's let's see where he goes next week because he was making the argument yesterday, two days ago, I think, um, that the Broncos against the Patriots was a sneaky competitive game. Is mm -hmm. that kind of what he was saying? That's what he was saying. It's the NFL. You buy? Oh, don't give me this, Ryan. Don't <laughs> back no him way. up here. <laughs> it's the NFL. The Patriots are so bad. I saw a stat yesterday that the 0-16 Browns scored 14 points per game. Mm -hmm. This Patriots team is scoring 12 and a half points per game. When's the last time you <laughs> thought a team was bad and they played the Broncos and you walked away being like, yep, just as bad as I thought they were? 
<laughs> that's fair. It's probably the Cardinals when uh, Von Miller said we're going to whoop their ass. Oh, yeah. when Todd Davis had a pick six? So yeah. in 2016. <laughs> oh, so it's 17, 17 or 18. Okay, yeah, 17. yeah, yeah. It was more recent than that. I think Jeez. it's 17. Give them some credit, Ryan. I mean, Todd was still the captain of the team. <laughs> yeah, I was. It's true. It's true. Um, and if you want to be the captain of your team, make sure to check out our friends over at Shady Rays, where they'll make you look like a captain with all of the sunglasses they've got. And with ski season, snowboard season here, you want to check out their snow goggles that they've got. Really cool and so many options. And the best thing, if you buy two or more pairs and use the code DNVR, they're going to give you 50% off your purchase. They have over 255 or 250,000 five-star reviews. So check them out, get a massive discount, and they have a free return policy. If you want to exchange them, return them within 30 days, you get to do that. No hassles, no questions asked. So it's a great product. It's a great deal, uh, and it's worry-free as well. So check them out over at ShadyRays.com and use that code DNVR. I need to know what team in the AFC has the hardest strength of schedule going forward because I look at everyone's schedule to be like, okay, who's the team yeah. the Broncos can catch? <laughs> yeah. And everyone's schedule, including the Broncos, I was like, oh, they don't have to beat anyone. Mm -hmm. yep. Who has to play people? Or are there anyone? is there anyone to play? It's like if you don't have to play the Eagles or Niners, you're just fine. Yep. That's what it feels like. <laughs> I mean, it's a great point because literally every other team you look and you're like, oh, they're going to win at least three or four of the, yes. their remaining five games, including the Broncos, thankfully. Yep. A shout out to our friends over at Red Hawk Roofing. Uh, as a real estate developer, I know how important a roof is mm. um, because if you don't have a roof, you just have a wall. So if you want a, <laughs> if you want a nice house and you need a nice roof, uh, check out our friends over at Red Hawk Roofing. They have quality materials, decades of experience, quick response time. There's a no obligation roof and property inspection they offer. They offer a free in-depth photo reports for all inspections. Winter's coming, to, so don't wait to take care of, of any issues. Leaky roof, you need any help, check out our friends at redhogroofing.com. Boom, there we go. Wait, Todd, is there anything you don't do? Football, uh, real estate, um, Podcasting. Uh, but podcasting. Yeah, podcasting. Not vid video games. I don't play a lot of video games. Wow. Oh, yeah. Dang. See, yeah, that's it. the people in the Madden League were like, RK, kids. you got to get Todd in there. I was like, <laughs> I don't think Todd's a Madden I can guy. GM for sure. <laughs> I can GM, yeah. But I thought you said you were never going to let your son beat you. What do you mean? In video games. Oh, no, I play with my kids. I just don't play on my own. Oh, okay. So I fair, do, fair, I, fair, do yeah. I guess, to do enough just to yeah. beat them. So I, can you just, like, come be my defensive coordinator for, for one sure. game? I got you. Like, earlier when I was asking you about hole coverage, I was really just asking you that for my own <laughs> <laughs> We got, I got some headsets we can use and everything. There yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, real quick, with hardest strength of schedule left, uh, it goes Houston, Pittsburgh. No way. Yeah, Houston, No way. We Titans. have them going 5-0. Oh. Uh, Houston tied, uh, Titans, Pittsburgh, Ravens, Browns, Broncos, Do you trust Jets, Bills. No. Source no, I don't. I Just don't. so you guys know, I'm getting it from sharp, sharp football analysis. That's what I'm looking at. Who are they? They have a website, and that's all I, <laughs> that's all I went off of. Okay, so to fact check, I'm not fact checking you here. We're fact checking sharp, sharp football, football analysis. <laughs> here is the remaining schedule for the Texans, who apparently have the hardest strength of schedule left. They play the Jets this weekend. Okay. They play the Titans the following weekend. They play the Browns the next weekend. First winning, winning team. team. Yep. Yeah. Um, they play the Titans the following weekend. And then they finish off with the Colts. Okay. A winning team. There's no shot. <laughs> yeah. I agree. There's no shot. <laughs> but remaining... how like Number 10 or 11. It, are we doing remaining strength? Remaining as of December 7th. And oh, so shouldn't that be based off of the records of the teams they're playing? Well, I guess they, there's two winning teams. And the Broncos don't have any winning teams to play. Besides the uh, Besides Detroit. the Lions, yeah. It's just, it's just somehow it stacks up. No yeah. chance. Wait, so you said that there's 11 NFC teams ahead of the first AFC team? Okay, so this is my bad. I got it. Oh. They reversed it. <laughs> so it's actually hard as goes. Ravens, Bengals, Bills, Titans, Patriots, Raiders, Dolphins, Broncos, Jaguars, hold Steelers, on, Chargers, on, Teams, Browns. Okay. So, 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 so now Houston is the easiest. It's the, the easiest. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I had it flipped. That's on me, guys. Okay. <laughs> I knew something had to be wrong. It's I won't say it. I'll talk to you guys. Uh, but yeah. Okay, so Ravens, who do they play? Um, here we go. I'm pulling it up right here because this is the hardest one. Yeah. Um, Ravens have a bye week this week. So, That's but then easy. after the Rams. Okay. Technically winning record. Yep. The Jags. Yep. Winning yep. record. The 49ers. Yep. 
the Dolphins. Oh wow. And then the Steelers. Yeah. Okay. Record. So they're yeah. for <laughs> yeah, sure. That makes trouble. sense. <laughs> that makes sense. There we go. Um, what's crazy is that's it's actually easier than it seems like because maybe the Rams are a good team but not great. Jags might be without Trevor Lawrence, although he's practicing today, which is crazy. I can't afford that. I'm just moved into second place in my fantasy league. And <laughs> he's the only good quarterback I have left. So you need him to play. Yes. But you're saying. Come on, Trevor. Um, and then I guess the Steelers at the end of the season could be playing with the backup. But 49ers and the Dolphins don't beat good teams. Yeah. Oh, uh, real quick, the Broncos from the t- Broncos are uh, battling for the last playoff spot. Texans easiest strength to schedule right after the Colts. Cleveland Browns are the fourth easiest strength of schedule. Damn. Pittsburgh is seventh, and then the Broncos at ninth. Yeah, I mean the Broncos don't can't complain. They right. play one winning team, and it's the Lions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. Uh, so you know, take care of your business, and and you'll be all right. Yep, yep. By the way, I just thought of this because I brought up my fantasy team. This is an insane new thing where every athlete is talking about fans DMing them complaining about their parlays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you guys out of your minds? <laughs> <laughs> what is up with that? That's insane to me. But you don't think they care? The athletes? Absolutely not. <laughs> of course not. No Absolutely way. Not. There's literally nothing they care about less, but also like what are you accomplishing? Yeah. Nothing. You're venting your frustration? Nothing. You're going to get blocked. They're not going to like you. Um I just like can't imagine like oh my my parlay fell one short because I had Todd Davis to get eight and a half tackles and he got eight <laughs> like I gotta let him know about this and it's funny because it's not like the guys know what the uh, their line the is. line yeah. is like they don't know that at all second it's not like you tell us before so that <laughs> we could right. affect yeah. it or try to have to, and then you don't cut us in on the profit if we do get it for you <laughs> so Absolutely. there's so no wait. incentive for us to actually no. play better it's the way to do it dming them hey this is what i bet on you <laughs> i'll give you half of it if, yeah. you, if you actually do it if you want them to hit it i think that's the best way to do it better be betting some big numbers <laughs> yes you better be betting a lot i bet five I was, bucks on you man you better i'll give you 350 i was listening to a podcast podcast yesterday then and, and the dude said every time he goes under he gets at least 15 dms wow and he was like an average basketball player dang so dang. he's getting these 80 times a year yeah, i mean or maybe 40 no probably 40 yeah, yeah but it's like what are you guys doing yeah todd was this the thing that you had to deal with no it wasn't yeah. the thing and it really wasn't a lot of defensive like right lines that we had anyway but even even for the offensive guys i didn't I didn't hear of anything like that, but yeah. I feel like bet sports betting has become super it's popular in like the last since twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah, and I don't even know if like if defensive tackles that might be like a new thing this year or maybe yeah. last year. Like that hasn't been around for. It's a actually long a fun time. one. Like I've I've won on Alex Singleton quite a few times. Yeah, I didn't even know. I, was, I might have to start doing that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, those ones sometimes don't come out until like the morning of a game. Yeah, like right now you can't even get defensive tackles, but yeah, you can get. Um, assisted tackles from a Dang. player, total tackles, solo Solos, tackles. Man. Yeah, and like some of these, you're like, Pat Sertan, two and a half tackles, of course. And then he gets two, and I'm sure people are sliding into his DMs yelling at him. Yeah, the one thing I will say to be aware of if you're getting into the betting on tackles game is make sure you know if you're betting on total tackles or solo tackles. 100%. Uh, <laughs> because uh, even Henry one day was like, yeah, I got Alex at like six and a half. And I was like, that's definitely solo. <laughs> yeah. And then I think Alex had seven solos. Yeah, the there you go. There you go. All right. Let's hop into this game and give our final picks. And you know what that means. That means parting shots presented by Breckenridge Distillery. We've already opened a bottle of Breckenridge Distillery bourbon on set here. And if you want to get in on the action this week, make sure to check out BreckenridgeDistillery.com to see where you can get in on the official bourbon of the Denver Broncos and be rocking and rolling with us this weekend. So check them out, BreckenridgeDistillery.com. If we get to 300 likes, I'll take a poll straight out of the Boom, box. let's go. Come on, he'll be doing a poll before noon. Hit us with a <laughs> thumbs up uh, and let's just get these going in. We've got five minutes to get many, many likes. Man, I was going to join in with you. Can be done. It can be done. <laughs> oh, let's let's put it to the test. Hit us with a thumbs up right now, and let's hit uh, Todd getting us fired up right now. Yeah. 
going to be fucking great this weekend. This is going to be fucking great, Zach. Zach is on a fucking roll. He is. He is. Uh, Denver Broncos, 27. Los Angeles Chargers, 17. Woo, okay. 10-point win. Does it feel that 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 comfortable of a win? Or do the Broncos get like a touchdown at the end and pull away? No, this one feels comfortable. Well, you just said, like, how often have the Broncos won a game and you're like, damn, yeah, they made that team look bad. This yeah. weekend, baby. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to make them look bad, but they're going to be in control. <sighs> I love that so much. Todd, do you have that same level of confidence? I do. I do. Uh, I have the score at 24-20, and I think it ends on a defensive stop. Justin Herbert's going down the field. They need a touchdown. Mm. They don't get it. Time runs out. Game over. Ah, uh, I love that. I wish I felt the same way about this game as <laughs> you guys did. Um, the the closer we get to this game, the more worried I am mm -hmm. about this game. I, I'm not worried about the Chargers. I just am a little worried are the Broncos coming back to earth here. Because even if they lose this game, they're still 5-2 and two in their past seven games. That's really good. Um, but at the end of the day, do you trust Sean Payton or Brandon Staley more? That answers itself. Do you trust the Broncos at the end of a game or the Chargers at the end of a game? That answers itself, yeah. <laughs> And that's why I think this is going to be an extremely close game. But the Broncos know how to win games outside of this past weekend. But they won close games five of the past six games. They're going to find a way to get this done 21 to 20. Oh, and I don't know if Missed it's a defensive stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's a... Wouldn't that be so Charger, though? Yeah. I mean, that's the ultimate Chargers chargering yeah. right there. And I think the Broncos will win this game. But it is going to be a, a clencher at the end. Everyone's going to be nervous in Broncos this country. These teams really do feel like opposites when it comes down to, like, clutch time. Yeah. It feels oh, like they're, time. like, the complete opposite teams all the way around. 100%. I agree with you. And Alexis agrees that the Broncos are going to win pretty easily here. 21 to 20. And Henry's trying to make up all the games this weekend. Oh, my God, Henry. He's going Chargers. Wow. To not only win... But, Ryan, what did you say about your 27-17 score? What does that mean the Broncos did? They controlled the football game. Yeah. That's what Henry thinks is going to happen to the score of 27-17. to 17. Wow. Chargers. Henry, what, what are you doing? <laughs> I know. So, Henry is picking. Uh, I think Henry has had some power recently to, like, jinx things. So... At the let's, end of the day, though, roll. we hope Henry's picks are wrong. If you have to pick one person to be wrong, it's yes. Henry's picks. Since he's the only one to pick the Chargers. And you hear, who are you picking? Uh, it's probably going to be Broncos 40 to 10. 40, 40 to 10. Let's go. And, uh, man, that would be some good momentum heading into Detroit the next Hopefully week. Hopefully that's more correct than your strength of schedule. <laughs> I was correct. I just didn't oh, know what no. I was reading. It was the oh, correct. No. I'm from down south where everything is the opposite, okay? If the, chi if the Chargers what, win you reading 40 in Hebrew? to 10. <laughs> You're supposed to start reading from the top of the page, not the bottom. I did, but it had an asterisk at the very bottom of the page. <laughs> easiest to hardest and I was like damn you <laughs> let's leave you here alone and get out of here we will be tuning in with you guys before the game for our final predictions and everything else tune into YouTube DNVR Sports around 140 oh we also have a couple of super chats we want to hit let's get to those right now from Lawyer D says hear me out I know each play has different reads but since Sutton is the 50-50 catcher and Russ trusts him how about when Whenever there are 11 or 12 personnel, the first read is always Judy, then Sutton. Yeah, I mean, what would make almost more sense is, and it's never going to be this simple, but it's like if it's man, you're looking, you know, especially if it's single high man, you're looking for Cortland. If it's zone, then you're looking for Jerry to find those spots. But the problem is Jerry hasn't become that guy yet. Mm -hmm. But that's who you need him to be. It's the guy who just, know, you know, we talked about Devontae Smith, like, they, they look similar. They run routes similarly, come from the same school. 
Uh, Devontae Smith is just like a, a wizard at knowing where the opening is going to be. Jerry also can cook in man coverage. Yep. Uh, so maybe if it's too high man, then you're looking for Jerry. If it's one high man, then you're looking for Corton. But it's it, it's never that simple. Yeah, I think I always remember how the Patriots used to set up their offense, and they made it very vanilla. Um, they were used to put, you know, wide receiver at three if it was man to man. You know, they would go to Gronk on the outside, you know, tight end versus linebacker. But if it was zone, then you have a linebacker on a very explosive wide receiver. Okay, we're going to take that matchup. That should be what the Broncos do. Leave Cortland by himself, put Jerry Judy at three. And based on what the defense gives you, either they go with Cortland on the outside or you go with Jerry Judy right there in the middle. Yeah, and... Um, sure, it'd be nice to have Greg Dulcich. Oh, man, would yeah. it? <laughs> He's still a couple of weeks away. Um, I, don't, I don't want to overcorrect so much so where i'm like rush you can't throw to Cortland's side mm -hmm. like he clearly trusts him you just have to find a way to get russ to look at jerry occasionally so i don't need to say like jerry's your number one read on every single time but maybe do it exactly what you're doing set it up where there are times where russ should look to jerry first i just want in and the red Corlin, zone so badly just gonna be wide open on those players <laughs> yeah, <it's so> true. <laughs> he's gonna be staring down jerry Corlin's gonna be like <laughs> it's so true Corlin triple coverage and jerry just running down the edge by himself <laughs> just give me those goal oh, line man. zig and zag routes and just it's gonna work all right last one and last one from natty zola says Thanks for the great coverage, guys. You make it fun to be a Broncos fan. Tyree Kill is plus 1,600 to win MVP. Seems like great risk reward. Your take? I mean, the value is definitely there. Yeah. First I, of all, shout out Natty. He's the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, love Natty. And what the thing, though, with this is you're not – those are great odds. You're just betting on if a non-quarterback is going to win this award. But if you can get 1600 for a guy that could get 2000 receiving yards for the first time ever? Are people you... really going to cast their ballot for Brock Purdy? No. Yeah. I, think, I don't think so. I think he has to break the record, though. If he doesn't break the record, I don't think he's MVP. But if he does break the record, I think there's a strong, there'll be a strong foot push for him to be the MVP. You know what's also going to happen if he breaks the record? People are going to say, oh, Tua. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like the quarterback that, that's been thrown in the ball. This um, is such a problem. It's like no disrespect to Brock Purdy, who I think is very solid. But if you're picking him to win MVP, you don't know that. Like, I don't know how else to put that. Look at the passes he's making. And like, it's just Kyle Shanahan is amazing. And he also has Debo and Christian McCaffrey to work with. Like, we knew this was happening when they traded for Christian McCaffrey. Um, so that's, that's no disrespect to Brock Purdy, who's doing a great job at executing what he's asked to be done, but he's not the most valuable player in the league. You could make a case for Tyree much. Definitely could. I wish they split up receiving yards to where, like, where he caught the ball that goes to the quarterback, and then everything after that, it goes to him because those would be, his numbers would be through the roof, yeah. like, over anybody else. Oh, Tyreeks would be insane, and Brock Purdy would have a pretty low number because he's throwing passes five yards behind the line. Where's Christian McCaffrey? Uh, right there. I think he's right behind Tyreek Hill. I think those are the only two non-quarterbacks. Well, he scored a touchdown every week, right? Yep, yeah, only one week that he has it. I mean, that might be a good bet, too. That could be. Um, you want to get into True. It, it's very true. Yeah, so check out uh, us at 1.40 on Sunday. We're going to be hitting you with the pregame show. Make sure to tune in with us after the game when we're talking about a 7-6 and six Broncos team potentially doing one game out of the top of the AFC West. How crazy is that? Uh, thanks so much for rolling with us, and have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Sunday. Quickly grasping for one subtle smile.
one last time.